Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Fans of Power Podcast. I'm Brian Ozone and I'm here with my guys Tyler Baker and Joe Amato and we're ready to rock and roll about Shearer and He-Man and everything in between so let's get into it. What's going on guys? What's new? What's up? Nothing. We're just what? Three days away from uh, Night Stalker and what else is coming out the 15th? So everybody can go ahead and go to Medical Thunder. General Thunder. General Thunder, right. And there's, there's a third guy, too. I think uh, a reissue, I believe. I forget who it is, but there's a third that they're promoting. But, okay. uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to get the, to get that uh, Jitsu horse. I think it's going to be pretty cool. And uh, did they ever announce uh, Stridor? Or will we assume that they should Not get? yet. Not yet. I'm sure maybe probably they might save that for next year, you know? Because, uh, I mean, obviously, if I mean, since, you know, it's going to be done yeah. through Eddie of Super 7, I'm sure they'll definitely probably reuse that to make stride, or you'd assume. Sure, probably. I mean, it's just pretty much the same exact buck and everything. So, I mean, it's just a different paint app. So, I, I definitely see it coming. Like, you know. Somebody okay there? Sound like somebody had a problem. Me? Yeah. Oh, you okay? Yeah, yeah no, I, 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 I pull away from the... Uh, uh, reception here to cough. Oh, okay, good. All right, as long as you're I'm, all right. I'm, excuse me for people listening here. I'm, I'm recovering from a nasty cold here, so if I lean away to cough or I sound distant for months because I'm just trying to keep any kind of sneezing or, or coughing off the air. All right. Well, you just nice. yeah. you'll be Probably all right, good, pal. Huh? Well, in, I was going to say in between all the again, just like I said last week, I, I have to bring this up, but. You know, uh, last week I told you I uh, downloaded that Tappers of Grayskull game, and in between, yes, like, yes, you know, yes, in between I did too, and, actually. Yeah, in between sculpting and painting, you know, I give it a shot, and I'm telling you, people, give that thing another shot if you quit on it. It really does get a lot more fun. You know, I I know that there's you know there's thousands of people that are playing that. They have a leaderboard list, or excuse me, a leaderboard list. And, oh, they do. Yeah, they do. If you go, uh, oh. you click. Yeah, click the what icon at the. Yeah, you click the top left or whatever in the middle, and there'll there'll be an option that says, you know, check leaderboard, and you can right. see what you're ranked and all the people. Oh, oh was, cool. It, it kind of surprised me when I clicked on there today. Out of all those thousands of people, I clicked. I was ranked. I'm ranked seventh. So that shocked me. I was like, yeah, I'm seventh. Now it shocked me because, uh, I mean, now the thing is, I know those, a lot of the people that were playing, because I did have to ask some people, like, uh, Oh, you got to get a life, bro. Come on. <laughs> you know, I, was, I, was like, I was like, how did you get so high? And they said they, uh, they actually had that, I guess it was available in the store a week or almost a week before, you know, anybody else in a beta form, but it still had all the options. So that's how a lot of people were up there. But Uh-oh. no, I mean, he didn't use something like a game genie and use cheat codes or something like that. Exactly. Like, man, what you doing cheating? I'm going old school because I'm gonna tell you, people out there, it's I haven't played. It's right. Okay, it's like, not right game. It's not bad. I mean, it's something special. I mean, I I, I liked it. The other game was better. You know. Well, this one, like uh, I said, I'm enjoying all the crazy little achievements. But now here's the thing: I haven't really played any of the new modern systems. I stopped playing games with, let's say, the Dreamcast and maybe PlayStation Two. And that's when I just, like I said, I, I worked one job that just worked me into the ground to where I had no desire to play games. Then I started doing customs for a living. So whatever. So this is the first time I've really played a game in years. And I know it's not a major game, but I just want to let everybody know, and I'm not exaggerating. I was 
a very great player back in my day when I played from the 16-32-bit and, you know, even the so Dreamcast. You were, you were, you were a, a, like a legitimate gamer then. Yeah, I ranked, and it's I'm not right. lying, the United States, one and two in a lot of contests, and in the world, in the world, I was ranked wow. top two or three. And one, wow. one particular was, uh, it was Sonic Adventure for the Sega Dreamcast. They had a little contest they had going on with that. And they had every country in the entire world that had that system could play and download their information and they were running a contest for that sonic uh, sonic adventure and at the right. time with only a couple weeks left like i said i was i was number two in the world it was number one in the united states number two in the world and the only person ahead of me was a guy in japan and Holy they had that wow. and they had that six months before us so like i said i didn't mean to yeah, ramble they, off they, they everything before us yeah, so I didn't mean, like I said, not just to ramble about video games. And I do have prizes and contests and forums that if anybody ever wanted to yeah, see, I have this. Weren't you in uh, game, uh, the game uh, that, what was that magazine called? Well, game, game, uh, Informer. game Informer. Game, but that, right, that, you oh, were sorry, in that too, right? Oh, wait, oh, God, I'm even freaking out what I'm saying. No, not Game Informer, Game Pro. But that wasn't actually game for, Pro, right. yeah, that was just for sending in some tips and tricks or something. But, uh, like, uh, I mean, okay. I... If anybody ever wanted to see, if you want, you know, you can always message me or anything, but like I even have the, it was a second place prize for the amazing Spider-Man for the Sega CD. And that was like the grand prize for that contest was you would win like, I think it was an electric guitar, I think signed by the person who did the soundtrack for that game for the Sega CD. But second place prize was a special leather jacket, Spider-Man emblem webbing all over, really cool. That was made for that contest too. I ended up winning that for that contest, yeah, and I still, well, yeah, I still got that jacket. It's it's an awesome piece. And oh I really? Yeah, I've like I said, I wore it one time to look at myself in the mirror, but it's it's basically stayed, uh, you know, like stored and protected so right. it doesn't crack because you know you got to be careful with leather. Yeah, but, well, if you, well, if you put it on now, you'd probably look ripped. You'd probably look, you know, yeah, just like, yeah, you know, like shred Tyler, out. You're working out, you know, you shredded. <laughs> yeah, Tyler put that thing on and just it, it would just rip the sleeves and pop off the webbing. <laughs> like, just off. So look like no, Venom wearing the jacket. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, I didn't mean to ramble on it, but it was just the reason I rambled on that. It's it was fun to play a He-Man game, which yes, I know that yeah, there's not a lot of it's, yeah, it's, it's not really a lot cool, of depth but, to it. Yeah. But yeah, bringing together my favorite property and one of my old passions right. and see, I was seventh. You know, it was just kind of cool. Like I said, that's just in between, do, you know, not doing that. Yeah, no, it's definitely cool, you know, to pass the time by. I mean, it's 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 nothing really special. Like I said, I like the other game they made uh, cut that, that was out last year. I think that was better. But, uh, I mean, this game is all right. Uh, you know, you're basically just tapping away, you know what I mean? But, um I mean, you know, I play it from time to time. It's not like I have to play it. Like, I guess, you know, like I'd run home and play it like back in the day when you, you know, you got right. a, a game for Nintendo or whatnot. But like, you know, if, it, if I'm not doing anything, I'll, you know, I'll play it. Okay. I can't, I thought we lost you it's for a fun. second. Unless that was just me. I thought we lost you a second. But um, no, it's fun. No, it's cool. I mean, you know, the, the guys who made it, you know, good. Yeah, they made a good game. They, you know, it's decent enough for what it is. I mean, it's it, like again, it's done spectacular, but again, it, it, that's good too because it's not overly hard to play. You know, it's not one of those games where you're frustrated because you can't get nowhere. So, I mean, I think they did a good job overall. Yeah, pretty good. 
But uh, so with with all that, like I said, that was just a quick little ramble about the game again. But since we're sharing our own scholastic achievements, you know, I don't know yeah. about all that, Joe. But you know, I went third place in a spelling bee at Walmart in seventh grade. I got a baseball glove out of the deal. Yeah, Joe likes. And in fact, I didn't even study for it. I just walked in there and said, "You know who I am." I sat right down there and I screwed up on the word seller. However, I did get a baseball glove out of there, and it was a spelling bee I didn't even study for. So, I mean, I don't know how that compares to you and your. Spider-Man, Sega CD, and your hula hoop, your Zima, and your Pac-Man video game stories, but you know, I figured my story can hold just as well with yours and anyone else's. There you go. I, 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 like I may have not been top in the world, but I was top dog in Tennessee that year. There you go. <laughs> it was by no means me trying to brag, but just me babbling about... Uh, we'll have our, our, our Joe's soapbox corner here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And Joe, Joe, Joe puts on his Mr. Rogers jacket. Come on, yeah, little kid. I'm going to tell you my story here. You know, he's got home with the clown hair and Mr. Rogers jacket and wearing a Jason hockey mask. How, how awesome would this be for a children's TV show? What a sight. That's scary. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it definitely would be. Uh, I don't Dude, even know where I was going yeah, with it. I was, yeah, so I wasn't bragging. I apologize. I wasn't trying to sound like I was bragging about nothing. Just, just yeah, if he's not bragging, I got a sandbox in Florida, so you too. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> well, let's let's transition. I just quoted Rugrats on uh, on uh, a He-Man podcast. Oh God, another go. thing I've never watched. Oh Jesus. Hey, I, I'm talking about Rugrats when it was good, like in the first Again. early years, like when all those Nickelodeon cartoons had balls and they were all funny. Yeah, I, and they changed, and I guess they changed the format, and uh, blah, well, we all well, we all know what happened to them. So yeah. they all become Disneyfied. Yeah, it got lame, and actually, yeah. I had to teach a story, and just boring. All these shows so. you mentioned, I've never watched, but well, I wanted to transition. I wanted to get fresh ideas out of you, uh, Tyler. Since uh, I rambled on and on about something, I'll try to. Just uh, get into your mind first. Now, of course, when no, what are you like, Johnny Mnemonic Man? Yeah, listen, <laughs> hey, hey don't, now let me tell you something. You, you know, first you know, you're going up and you're like your skeleton and all the bad guys and all that stuff. And hey, here comes Hordak and the Shira and all that. And you know, hey, they're pretty good and stuff. And so, same thing in the mini comics, you got the Snake Man. But now, let's say we got back then a new type of faction. What what do you think could have been cool? Because I mean, you know, the, you know how it is now. If like some get it, you know, a new introduction to something in Masters of the Universe. I know people kind of freak out. You know, you want what you had back then, but back then when you got something new, you loved it. You loved it. What could you have pictured being a new crazy faction for Masters? I mean, bounty hunters, bounty yeah, hunters, a, bro- a, a brotherhood of bounty hunters. Yeah, that would definitely work. Like Tuvar and Badra, like they they belong to like an order of brother uh, a brotherhood of bounty hunters that they, you know, it's kind of how like how they learned their skills and their their tracking skills, their fighting skills. You could see Blade and Sauron being a part of this. They would they could be introduced in in a MYP at some point, maybe like a, in a later season. Uh, you create some bounty hunters. I mean, I think it would just be a. a, a a faction of bounty. I mean, everyone who lo- who doesn't love bounty hunters. Just when you label a character in any cartoon, and you say, "Oh, he's yeah. a bounty hunter," yeah. it, g- it gives yeah. that character brass balls big enough to come in a dump truck. The minute you put that title on that character, definitely, everybody definitely loves the bounty hunter. Yeah, you definitely kind of have like some type of love for bounty hunters. It's just something mercenaries. About 
it's yeah it's, i mean i got such a like i'm a huge fan of boba fett like i just i don't know i just love boba fett if boy i thought you were gonna say boba Django fett, fett. No, well, no, but I mean, if, if 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 we can get Boba Fett somehow involved in Masters, I would definitely like. I don't want to see Boba Fett running around on oh, Ontario. Come on, man! Boba Fett would put Skeletor in his place, bro. Oh lord, he he, he he would he he would definitely transition well in, in Masters. I you keep I your midichlorians away from Eternia. Yeah, well, I think Boba Fett would definitely rule the universe. Oh, I yeah? Well, I, I think uh, uh, Stegel would rule Tatooine. What do you think about them apples? Who? <laughs> Who'd you say? Stinkor? Stinkor? Stinkor! What about Stinkor? I just said, he. if you're saying that Boba Fett could rule Eternity, I'm saying Stinkor could rule Tatooine. He could okay, put Jabba okay. out of order, he, man, with his hey, feet, man. He could, he could fit in the cantina. He could fit he anywhere. Could yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they'll appreciate his smell much, but yeah, all the more reason why he rules that planet. No one's gonna get close enough to stop him. <laughs> it's true. Job will throw himself in the sunlight pit before he just has to deal with Stinkor. That is true. Your, your group, you're talking about a, a bounty hunters. I mean, would obviously, I mean, I'm assuming the leader of that faction be like the most ultimate bounty hunter you could think of i mean all these bounty hunters would they all have certain kind of different abilities would it be i mean what, what i'm getting at is like okay you know skeletor obviously in his crew there's all so many different type of things and then hordak came along and yes they're inspired by most people say the kind of universal monsters and stuff back then and then snake right. men come and while they're all snake men they all have their own kind of special purpose and ability would your bounty hunters just, well, okay, they're all bounty hunters and that's it? Or kind of all have something unique? I think to I look at one of the idea of like how Tuvar and Badger, like this is just a good example because I'm, I'm just thinking this right off the top of my head. Like Tuvar, if you watch watch the episode Monster Within, like he is definitely really good in hand-to-hand combat along with uh, weapons and he uses technology. And Badger is more about strength and setting booby traps and, and tricking his prey into, you know, kind of, falling into whatever he has set up and those are two different ways of, of hunting you've got booby traps you've got technology kind of like how too far is like predator you know uses invisibility uh different weapons right. on his wrist he's got a telescoping out. staff and things like that so those are just two ways of being bounty hunters like i mean ninjor could be a bounty hunter and like you know i mean this is just an example you, i mean you got different fighting skills different um i mean you have a guy who strictly uses guns you know, kind of like Colonel Blast for the uh, the evil horde. Mm-hmm. You know, what type of skills you know, just, do you have? You have ninja skills. I mean, you got Sorry. you got gunfighting skills. You've got hand to hand skills. You've got skills with different weapons. You've got skills with explosives. You got skills with booby traps. I mean, there, there could be. I'm just I'm just not even. You know, I don't I haven't researched oh, yeah, that. I'm no, just saying these are these are just a bunch off the top of my head. If you think yeah. about bounty hunters that were in movies, they all I mean, are either good with uh, you know. It could be endless, man. I mean, a bounty hunter could be endless depending on, you know, on on his, like you said, what type of skills he has, the weaponry he uses. um, Like Blade. Like when they, in the the live action movie, they uh, assemble the mercenaries, what Skeletor says. All four of those guys. Obviously, Blade is good with swords and and bladed weapons. You know, like, obviously, this is, that's what he uses to, you know, to hunt down his opponents is with the the dark gauntlet he's got. And various knives and swords to torture and, and, and intimidate his uh, uh yeah uh, and his 
his laser whip and Sorot, you know, definitely I could see him as like being a very quiet, silent killer. You know, right. you know, the lizard probably, at least in the movie he doesn't talk. So that kind of works to his advantage. Go with a pistol. Karg. And Karg, uh, and I didn't realize this till we, till that um, small promo was posted last week on Facebook about the, a documentary from 1987 where they call Karg an yeah, assassin. It was cool, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I mean, I never even thought of that. I, I strictly just thought of Karg as like this, you know, but uh, butt kissing, you know, weasel character. You know, he's the guy who loves to suck up to Skeletor and Evil Ed for for praise and let's see he's like the david spade of the mercenaries like he loves yeah, to suck he, up and brown nose and he also doesn't want to happen what happened with 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 uh with with sarod he doesn't want to fucking i'm oh, sorry he doesn't want to you know get uh the however you want to say it uh disintegrated you know he doesn't he doesn't want that to happen either so he's trying to uh to uh like you said suck up and, and do the right thing and stay alive and, and, and do what Skeletor wants, you know? He's trying to be on Skeletor's good side, so he stays alive. Yeah, that's, that's see, that's, that's, I mean, I like, I like the thought of all the different types of actions, and a bounty hunter, a set of those, I never thought of it, but I would have loved them, because you always get excited when you see, okay, like when you think about all in the filmation, all the one-shot characters, you know, when we always talked about the ones that stand alone, you know, Shakoti right. and Batros, you know, characters like that. But yeah. picture, I mean, could you picture, though, if hypothetically, when they were introduced, what if they were all introduced as one faction? You know, what if you did have, you know, Batros and Shakoti and uh, Lord I mean, Malskin? Cool. Like, Huntara you know, could be a part of them, you yeah. know, like. She's a good guy, though. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. I guess I always got into him because, like, you know, when you think of um, the episode that had Captain, or I'm sorry, Captain Sticky Fingers and the Space Pirates. Now, sure, that was just one episode, but I always remembered how cool it was that this group came from, you know, another planet, landed here, and there was a bunch of them. It was so cool, and it sucked that there was just one episode. Sure, some people might say, oh, well, they weren't the most amazing crew, or most, you know, but still, it's that thought so of when not- you see. Yeah, yeah, just a new set of bad guys or a new like set of people. the game master had three in his episode. You had the Which humanoid, t- insect man, and bear man. Oh yeah, yeah, bear yeah. man. Yeah, I always thought those were th- such three cool villains that obviously were forced to d- to do evil, but they made made for such great looking villains for He Man to take on. I just that sequence where all three of them charging He Man and Battle Cat. I, I just I love it's short lived. But they they looked so cool enough that I'm like, oh boy, this would be awesome if this was like a, a constant uh, group. You know, just yeah, like, I mean the one they, shot. They were, compl- they were all completely some, different. Some of the one shots would, uh, you know, if they would have expanded more than than just a one shot deal. I mean, uh, if they would have gotten depth with a few of them, I think they uh, they they, they could have had some really great back stories. Plus, going forward. You know, just to see uh, the new battles that they had, and and, and with uh, with He Man or the rest of them, the good guys, or or even with the with, with the villains, you know, to uh, to be the better villain, uh, stuff like that. I mean, would be great. But um, you know, going back to being a bounty hunter, I think uh, that would have been a great fa- uh, a great faction to have uh, the bounty hunters because I mean. Again, uh, you, you as a bounty hunter, you have endless opportunities and 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 um to be to to uh, to be a bounty hunter. I mean, there's just so many things that you could use to your advantage to be the best bounty hunter there is. True, 
and to, uh, to touch on what Joe said, I like the uh, of using some of the one shot villains. As much as I don't like the character, and if, if it hadn't been for the Horseman's uh, interpretation of the character, but I can see something like a small group of like a. I don't like using titles, you know, but I almost feel like a small faction of the supervillains that you know had were shot maybe once or twice, but like Negator, Plundor. Um, I guess Count Marzo, even though I hate the filmation version of Count Marzo. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but a small, small group of the real heavy hitter, you know, villains that, you know, like Negator, he was only in a couple of episodes, but to me, I think he, he, he was like a, a, a good villain. I can see yeah, him and a couple yeah. of the other, um, I see Lord Mask and Shakoti's doing their own thing. I think they're, they're, they're too powerful I, characters. I wish too. there was more episodes with them in them. Cause I, well, I, I do too. I just can't see them so being... Much, you know. but so much more potential, you know, than those just two episodes we had. I can see them having endless possibilities, uh, uh, you know, uh, again, you know, either against the good or the bad, you know, going up against Skeletor, you know, for, uh, for power of the Dark Hemisphere... I mean, it just could be so. It, it they, they, they could have done so much with those characters. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to see that. But, you know, maybe one day, um, you know, with the new cartoon or comic, you know, anything's possible. And maybe we will get something in the future. And it would be cool to revisit something like that. You ready for mine? I'll tell you what mine is. Sure. A- what do you got, Joe? Now, this is, like I said, this is me thinking when... Back then, as a kid, what I always wanted to see, and even now as an adult, I think it still could be cool. I always wanted if they had a big new threat to all be a form of like demons or flying warriors, whether it's bird wings, demon wings. Meaning, think about like that. Film well, no, no, check, check this. Just feel me on this. Okay. Back then, yeah, I mean, yeah, Stratos would fly, Buzz off would fly, right. the heroic ones would fly, but. You didn't have really any of Skeletor's warriors or many of the, anybody that was evil that was flying. Picture yeah, how much of a Voltax, yeah, it's pretty much it with the Wing well, War. Well, that, well, yeah, that who? Voltax. Oh, Voltax. oh yeah, from the Horde, yeah. But well, right. like I said, you never had a super threat of villains that flew. So, I mean, just right. picture if that was introduced to Eternia and then there was a new race. And imagine if they had some kind of kingdom in the sky. How hard that would be for the heroic warriors to that battle against great these because, people. Because then you could have had an awesome, you know, battle between the Adrenans and the Evians, you know. That would have, well, I mean, uh, it, well, you know, even that, now, I guess currently, but like back then there were no, I mean, well, I guess you could say just buzz off for being the only right. Well, but, you know, well, but we do have an MYP, so we do have it now, so... You know, going forward, something like that would be actually really cool, you know, uh, to have, uh, uh, you a know. A threat from uh, the sky. Like I said, I think a threat yeah, from right, the sky is right. amazing because how hard it would be for them to get and to fight these people that they can barely reach half the time. I mean, then they're going to have to use the Wind Raiders and other flying vehicles right. to get there. I think a, a flying race could be an awesome new threat. Yeah, I mean, like, or Skel- uh, not Skeletor, like, the, the Sorceress can give He-Man, like, a spell to uh, to fly, you know, something cool, you know, or, or Zordak Wait, can get involved. He-Man variant? <laughs> oh, Lord, that sounded like some crummy MYP version variant. Shut up, I just thought of it right now, leave me alone, okay, you can call Look, them, uh, we are, they already got the flight pack, that's probably what they would have used it with. <laughs> probably right, yeah, it's, yeah, you're probably right. Or He-Man could yeah, have... Yeah, no, that, that, that's a good idea, Joe. I like that. You know, definitely, uh, you know, an evil uh, 
flying type of uh, warrior would be uh, definitely like just cool. gargoyles. I mean, you don't see gargoyles. It's like yeah, like my buddy Chris Facone. My, my buddy Chris Facone always loved to. He always wanted to see gargoyles and masters, and I agree with him on that aspect too. I mean, how cool that would be especially when you wouldn't know sometimes if they were going into an area and you'd see just like stone like gargoyles sitting there and then the eyes suddenly glow and all the rock breaks and it's like a gargoyle that attacks i think that damn that that could be some cool stuff oh yeah that could definitely work i mean you know it's another that's something else that'd be really cool for uh for eternia and again, like anything can happen on Eternia, you know, like anything and everything can go. It could work, you know. It's only and if if it's done right, it could it's it could be done really well. Sure. And then the gargoyles could kill all those you know stupid bounty hunters that Tyler was talking about. Nobody cares about them. T Rex kill all them suckers, huh? Yeah, unless they're as smart as Boba Fett. I don't know about that. Or they had a degree in winning, you know, video game contests and and things like that. <laughs> you wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> it's all about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe's group, all they all wear leather jackets. They're a bunch of greasers that hang out in the sky. That's what it is. The outsiders of Eternia. You know, we're doing it for Johnny, man. The snap in the fingers and taking the knives or something. And then they start breaking in the song and dance routines too. Oh God. <laughs> that's all right. Well, that's I all hate I... the movie Grease. Oh, well, that was completely random. Hey, we're talking about greases here. I'm thinking of that crummy movie, Grease. It sucks. Eh, it was fun. I liked it. There's nothing fun about that movie. Musicals. Who sings? It was funny. It makes me think of... Oh, sorry. If you guys never seen it, I think it was called... It was a spoof, just like how scary movie was, but it was called Shriek. If you know what I did last Friday the Thirteenth, if oh, you guys out there, no, if you I guys never heard of it. If you guys haven't seen that out there, I suggest you listen to it just because of what Tyler just said. When Tyler just said, "Who sings in a movie?" Well, I'm gonna let you know they do a spoof of Grease in this one part of that movie. I was dying, <laughs> and he basically said almost like what you were talking about. So see it just to watch that moment, but it's kind of nuts. That's all. <laughs> Well, so that, it. that's all our crazy ideas, I guess, for uh, new factions. So yeah, no, yeah, and I'm sure there's plenty of others that can work as well. You know, there's definitely. Well, did you others. have one, Ryan? Or were, I mean, I know you were agreeing with like in Tyler's bounty hunters, but did you have a, uh, a faction? No, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree upon the uh, the bounty hunter. I mean, like I said, I'm a big fan of Boba Fett, so um, I do agree with uh, Tyler on. Um, with that, and uh, you know, and I'm a big fan of the one shots. Uh, I wish that uh, we did have more of uh, the one shots, and it would be cool to maybe have some of them band together and form their little group, and uh, you know, fight for uh, you know for domination of evil. Uh, try to take over Snake Mountain. You know, try to uh, eject uh, Skeletor from power and take over the evil warriors or something like that. You know, it would be cool to see. I like an inner circle of some of the villains and maybe one or two of Skeletor's evil warriors secretly are part of this this uh, inner circle of villains. Oh, well, of course it'll have to be like evil. Because evil is always a part of... A no, no, no. I, I, I hate that cliche. That's a stupid thing they throw in NYP. It just, like, just pulls and twists in my balls when they, they do that stupid idea. I'm talking about, like, you know, like uh, uh, Jitsu uh, and... Um, Give me another uh, villain I could see being strong a strong arm. Strong arm. I mean, just and one or two of these guys who obviously work for Skeletor on a regular basis, but meet in secret with 
you know, uh, an, an inner circle of, of like five other villains on Eternia that are constantly secretly plotting, helping each other out, get, supplying information. You know, like Jitsu would report to this circle about what Skeletor is currently doing. You know, all yeah, the like Cyclops or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Somebody though wearing like you know like a veil or a robe. You never see right. this person, and you do find out it is Evil Lynn because Evil Lynn could take over. Oh, no, good well, grief! Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's she's. Uh, I see her doing that too. She's always the one that's always trying to get one up on Skeletor. God, it's like nails on a chalkboard with this suggestion. That's right, but it's the truth. She's so it's always her. It's not she's, the truth, man. That, that is it's always the one trying to get one up on Skeletor or Hiss or Horror. I guess, I guess Brian is strictly going by what happened in those buyers too, because she she's guilty of releasing a lot of stuff in those buyers, Brian. Those, uh, dude, I read them once and that's it. I forgot. Oh, whatever. You, that's your canning, and you know it. No, that, that, no, that, no, that is Brian's Bible, people. It's what he reads before he goes to bed each night. Yeah. He, re- he reads to his kids, like, you know, the Book of Bios. <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Bible, or Bios. That's he has it, like, leather bound. He's got, like, a nice little bookmarker that's attached to it and everything. He kisses it before he goes to bed. Yep. Gotta wear that leather jacket, man. Before dinner, he reads a chapter. I'm going to pick a pick a random chapter, just something random here. Ah, we have uh, uh, Plundor's bio here. And just just raise it like a like a, a Bible verse uh, from the Bible before dinner time or something like that to his kids. <laughs> oh shoot! Well, how about we transition from all this talk since we're babbling about all these things and you're talking about bounty hunters? Well, I guess that would lead into our character discussion. Too bad. Sure. Our character of the week spotlight. Let's go to him. Wait, hit it up. Too bad. Start it up with him. Start off with the too bad. So we're going with too bad, huh? Who? So the T Rex. Yeah. Starts off. This if is you... my personal favorite evil warrior. I mean, I, I he he kind of rose to the ranks for, for me for years. Like I, I just I had him. I got him for my fourth birthday. Now, then, quick question. Not to, not not to, to to stop you, but just quick question. But you're stopping it, me anyway, so. I'm gonna, yeah, exactly. Now is too bad. Your favorite character because he's too bad, or is it because he's uh, the two separate characters, and then he becomes? You know what I mean? Do you like do you like him as too bad, or do you like him as the other two figures, the other two characters? You know, I, too I labeled too bad as my favorite vel- as my favorite evil warrior before I the the uh, episode monster within air. Like I okay. I was I was completely oblivious to the whole idea of them being bounty hunters, okay. dude. It was right. complete shock. When I okay. saw it, but right. no, I just really liked the character, and uh, I mean, for the most part, Clawful and Jitsu, uh, Webster and Cobra Khan and Triclops, I always kind of held as like the the top five villains. But I just, as I got older, like with Cyclone, I just thought I really like this character too bad. I mean, just an awesome looking character because the the blue headed, uh, the blue head side to me looked like a vampire almost, with the fangs hanging out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Like he, yeah. he just had this look of a, of a blue skinned vampire, I, even though uh, yellow yellow band or purple head, whichever way you want to call him there, he's got fangs too. But blue head, I just thought it was such a striking uh, visual that he looked so evil and demonic. I thought, man, I, I just I love this character. Those two heads, it was just such a cool looking figure. And yeah, um, uh, that was cool. I, that, did, that, did, that was like the first I think figure that ever had like two heads on him at the time. That I can recall, I thought well, that the was modular cool. came out the same year, so they yeah, they yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, but, 
But I mean, you know, at the time when Too Bad was released, I mean, he was to me, he was the first. I mean, I wish they, they, his arms were done better. I wish he had just regular working arms like the rest of the uh, the figures. But um, well, that was part of the gimmick, so we could bear hug people. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the two heads was that was an outstanding feature itself to me. I I, I lo- absolutely love that. I thought that was so cool that they did that. That was one of my favorite figures, I guess, just for the concept wise of, like you said, not only the two heads, but those arms. But you talk about how those arms kind of irritated you. I, I loved them. I loved that gimmick. I just, I love, yeah, I love the double punching that, you know, I could have him do to somebody. I never even thought about a bear hug. What I would do is I always had him fighting himself. I loved having him punch himself. It was so (laughs) just. You couldn't do that with the other figures. And so top-heavy and massive that he could barely stand. And it wasn't until one of my buddies one time when he brought over his figures, he brought over his too bad, you know, in case you just want to have some, you know, crazy action with everybody fighting. And I right. thought that something broke on his because he had that flat back too bad. I was going to say, yes, yeah, a flat back and there's a round yeah. back. There's two yeah, I asked convert- him, I said, did you break this? I mean, I don't know how it would have broke to look so perfect. You know, you're a kid, you're an idiot like me. I didn't know. And he's like, no, he's like, that's how I got it. And I was like, well, this is mine. And and mine's just so big and his was so flat. And I thought his looked, for me, I thought it looked terrible. I was like, I got the big boy. I got the big sucker. But uh, at least his could stand up better. Mine, you know, eventually within time with the weight, you know, those legs got wobbly. He has to just lean yeah. up against the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those bands give gave out after a while. But just such an awesome figure. But then in filmation, I don't know. I, I yeah, love they, they, they dumbed him down a lot. Like they like dealing with a lot of people. I loved seeing them in the cartoon, just like you love seeing any of your toys when they finally show right. up. But I don't know. I wish he could have been so much different in filmation. And I don't know, Tyler. Yeah, did they you made see him a bumbling idiot? Yeah. Was it cartoon for you first, Tyler, or toy first? Because what did you think about Too Bad in filmation? Toy first, and I didn't, I didn't actually see Too Bad in the cartoon until I got the entire set on bootleg, and oh, okay. uh, which was eleventh grade at high school. Oh wow! And uh, I remember, and I knew I knew he was in, all I knew that he was in the cartoon was was uh, from the uh, the painted uh, ad for the filmation's uh, second season in the uh, Star <laughs> Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Too Bad is featured in that lineup, so I. That was my only validation that that I that that I knew that he's in the cartoon, and then um, when the Adam Tyner website came up, the very first Lahima website, there were pictures of uh, the characters from the cartoon, like just one shot, and there was a picture of Too Bad. I thought, oh my gosh, that's what he looks like. Yeah. So you can imagine that. Um, I, I mean, I, this at this time I'm, I'm getting I get to see all the characters I did not get to see in the cartoon: Cyclone, Mossman, Spike, or uh, too bad, um, and it was pretty, pretty. I, I was very, very, even more than any anybody else, even more than Spike or as bad as he was done. Too the way too bad was depicted was just heartbreaking because he was really played up as, and only because of the victims of, of the second season where they they really had to cater to all the parents who were accusing him of demonic television for children. So all the villains uh, just come up like they have the brain right. of an ice yeah, cube. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I hated the voices that were provided. I almost felt like they weren't trying. And I think Lou Scheimer did both voices for both Yellow Band and Bluehead. And they're both just terrible. Just, just Even though it looked fine in the cartoon, 
but they they really drew him as if like he he's stupid. Like even yeah. he doesn't say anything. Yeah. You look, you sit there and look at too bad, and he looks just very goofy looking. Yeah, he did. Like I said, they dumbed him down to the point where it's just like this character is just like really stupid. Like they just made him like overly dumb. Like it's I I don't know. He they they should have made him a little bit smarter than that. They just really to me dumbed him down just a way too much for me to handle. I mean. I mean, yeah. If you you, you got to have some type of intelligence if you if you're working for Skeletor, if you're like if you're one of the evil warriors. I mean, you 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 got to have some some level of of of, of intelligence to be a, a bad guy, you know. Well, you it's a shame they never. It's a shame they never played up the idea, which he the figures labeled as as a double-headed strategist. It would have been cool to have seen him sitting at the council table with Skeletor. And both heads are, are offer, offer, offering like different advice and battle plans and schemes. Of oh like, yeah, yeah, all right, we're gonna we're gonna attack the you know the um, the hot you know uh, <laughs> the Avion uh, mines or something like that, and they're both right. offering schemes of how to get in there. But you never see that. Yeah, you know, it was just one of those yeah. things that was kind of got lost in translation from toy to to media. And you really, I think, in some of the. Uh, UK annuals, I think that Too Bad is, I think, presented possibly as, like, someone who's kind of smart, like, with uh, intelligence, but not, like, a legitimate threat, but... Um, yeah, the comics or books at least gave a little more justice, but i got a question for both of you. What would you have thought that? of... What about when, if he would have came out, what if he would have looked like more like the original concept art where one side was that good, smiling oh, face schizo. guy? schizo. Wasn't it called schizo? Wasn't that, like, the original... I, I, Think what now? You know what? How would that have? I mean, you know, of course, they always got to make two-headed characters fight with each other. But could you imagine <laughs> one side being a good guy, one being bad? I think that was really. Genius. I don't know. I, I, I don't think. know. I don't know if that would have worked out so well. I, I think that would have been a little too crazy. One know? side trying to work for Skeletor, one trying to work for He-Man. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just, yeah, it just would have been too much to handle. I mean. The way they did it, I, I I liked that they were both evil. To have one as a you know as a, as trying to play as good and one trying to play as bad and them constantly arguing and fight. I mean like they they constantly argued and fought anyway in, in the MYP cartoon. But I mean, but you gotta uh, give it to it. That's a cool little concept of having. One I mean, half- it would have been, but I don't know if it would have translated so well. I, I I kind of dug the idea of what we got. I don't think it would have worked so well the other way around. Could have been fun. Either way, I think it could have been fun. I know Tyler, I mean, like I said, the reason I just wanted your reaction is I know how much you love Too Bad, but would, do you think you would have ever felt and got into the character, the you know, the original type of uh, concept? Or I mean, I appreciate the, the idea of, of good and evil in one figure, but I think from a, a standpoint of like, how do you portray this figure to kids? Do you say he's a bad guy? Do you say he's a good guy? And and the oh, only yeah. other figure I can think of is is Headbanger from the Toxic Crusaders lines, which was a surfer and a and a, and a, a doctor that were combined into one character. Of course, they're both good, but one looks good, the other one looks evil. But it's a good good guy character, and I really feel like you know a two headed being ought to be kind of sharing the same idea. It's yeah, it, it would be interesting to see what they would have come up with. Of course, of course, the drawing of Schizo they give us is like a very posh. Almost, you know, kind of glitzy prince character, to, uh, you know, connected to a uh, well, an evil-looking character. 
Um, yeah, I think the, the 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 good guy side is like carrying a flower or something like that with a big yeah, smile on his face. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I mean, that's just a, just a concept drawing. But I don't know, you know. I mean, it's if that was something they threw at us, who knows how we would have reacted to it? But I'm glad as I, kids we would have ate it up. You know, we would have ate that up as kids. Yeah, I mean, just, there, there's not a single character that I that I saw as a kid that I'm like I don't want him. I mean, if it was right. Masters, I want it. I didn't care right. who it was. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. But, uh, you know, I mean, we'll never know, but stop and think a little bit about it. I'm like, you know what? It would have been interesting sure. to see where they would have went with it because who knows what we would have got. Well, with that, with Too Bad, now we're going to get into Brian right here. Brian, we're going to talk about your Too Bad. Just go ahead with it. Talk about MYP Too Bad. I know you want to talk about him. Um, I love the way they depicted him. I love the whole scene, uh, the whole episode of uh, of how Skeletor is. You know, he's just he 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 just had enough of his bumbling idiots working for him. So he goes and gets uh, Tuvar and Badra, um, and they're uh, they pretty much uh, you know do what uh, they're sent out to do. And uh, Skeletor is very pleased. And I and I believe it's uh, Clawful and uh, I believe Whiplash. Um, that's kind of like uh, we got to do something about this, or we're going to lose our jobs. So uh, you know they're trying to to gain to gain uh, the rest of the group's uh, uh, help to uh, to eliminate the you know too bad and. Um, Hey, Whiplash is the one that brought him to Skeletor. Exactly, right. Whiplash, right. And, uh, you know, he's he's actually, uh, Skeletor uh, is actually like, everybody get out of the throne room. And, you know, Whiplash is standing there, you know, all happy, you know, all proud that he actually got, you know, two bed and, and, and uh, uh, um, two Skeletor. And then Skeletor, uh, I believe he zaps him because he doesn't leave with the Havoc staff. So then so Whiplash finally leaves the uh, throne room. Um, and then, uh, you know, Too Bad goes and captures Skele- uh, He-Man. And, um, and uh, so Skeletor, uh, you know, he's kind of happy with that. And uh, He-Man, of course, gets away. And at the end, uh, Skeletor pretty much, I forget what he says, but he uh, makes... Tell him uh, what he says, Tyler. You know how you say it. Go ahead, Tyler. What does he say at the end? Well, yeah, I forget the, the exact words. Yeah, what, what does he say? He says, you, so you two can't work together. Don't like each other, huh? Well, too bad. Oh, too bad, right. Genius right. and delicious. Love it. Taking two of right. Bagra, put them together, and also yep. making Brian happy because Brian wants a character that is, like you said, somebody that has some level of intelligence and isn't bumbling. And Tuvar and Badger were not any kind of bumbling characters. Those both were bounty hunters. Yeah, and- no, they were both. They they both separately. They were both strong characters. Um, and they both, you know, they both. Uh, were sent out to do what they did and um, they did it very well um, and unfortunately at the end of the episode <laughs> they got stuck together for eternity now and now uh, they're one person and uh, <laughs> they continue to fight with each other yeah. so uh, you know they uh, they kind of uh, instant karma you know like John Lennon said instant karma's gonna get you probably one of my favorite 
MYP, you know, depictions of any of the, you know, vintage type of characters. I mean, just a great way of story of putting those two together and really yeah. giving background and interesting story for Too Bad. Because, you know, thank God he didn't get the bumbling treatment like a lot of the no, other it, Yeah, no, it was actually great. It was a great uh, storyline. Uh, I forget who wrote the... Uh, Larry Detalio. Yeah, he did a great job um, introducing and uh, creating, you know, Too Bad and, and Badra. I mean, uh, Badra and Tuvar and uh, making them become Too Bad. Um, did a great job and... Uh, you know, I think he did uh, a wonderful job. Great episode, and if you haven't seen it, definitely go see it. It's 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 definitely one of the the better episodes in uh, in MYP. You know, and, and as uh, much as like I said, I love that character. How you know they created Tuvar and Badger to make too bad for that concept. I just yeah. I enjoyed them as bounty hunters and separate and. I used to always yeah, have this thinking yeah. of I know that, you know, it's all over, it's not happening no more, but if they're able to continue the story, I mean, not to get all wolfman like or weird you know, weird, but picture if they had special times during an Eternian moon, you know, full moon or something. What if they could separate during an Eternian full moon and go back to being Tuvar and Badger for a short period of time? I mean, it, it would actually even be really cool if we actually ever got a two pack of Tuvar and Badra. Yeah. I would love to have them. Oh, they would be great separated. as separate figures. Oh, yeah, I would figures. love to have a two, a two pack of them. Um, I just thought story wise, it'd be cool to still have them, like I said, separate for special occasions. But yeah, yeah then they always have yeah. to get sucked back together. But they deserve, right, I think, right. more time to be separated. But I know they're establishing a new, you know, trying to establish too bad. But yeah. Yeah. You know, if they go and true. try and get like the spell of separation, you know. You yeah, know, the like spell one of, of separation. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, Tyler, your thoughts on two of our Badger and making two bad MYP? Hands down, the best um, updated um, uh, update of a character above above anybody else. Above <laughs> Count, Count Marzo, Evil Seed. I mean, in, in any any of the warriors. I mean, Cyclone, Mossman, a lot of good ones. But I think yeah. too bad because <clears throat> it was so so far out of left field that not only did we get a, a backstory for the character, but we see that they were completely separate people. They were not a creature that was born like this. And nor do I want to hear that there's a race of two bads running around either. But or they were they were related somehow, and yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I no, did, it, it, it did a completely great, great, great version, the great way of uh, of introducing and telling that story i think so um sorry sorry to cut you off but that's all right i had to get that out before i forgot to say it but uh the characters were so so striking the voices were done so well that uh, honestly i'd have been happy at some point they decide to separate them permanently again and you have the two bounty hunters yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. they yeah. had such presence and to see them do what they do uh, to see Tuvar use his, his predator gear. That's what I'm going to call it. That was a great, great, great thing that they did. I I, I was very impressed when I saw him use that, that effect. I thought that was really cool that they incorporated that into He-Man. I thought that was really cool. And that they both successfully capture He-Man, both. Yeah, yeah, like oh, just yeah. by themselves. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, obviously the story can't have He-Man be captured like that because you want to get them to, you know, the the, the biggest plot point of the story. But to show that these guys run out, capture He-Man on their first run with no, I mean, all by themselves. But again, 
but again, that's what a, that's what a, a bounty hunter is. He's sent out to do a job, and he doesn't get paid unless he he delivers. And they, you know, they took the job. They went out and they delivered. They did what they were supposed to, and they came through in the long run. They did what they were supposed to, and you know, again, uh, it you know brings us back to uh, the. Um, the whole point of uh, having bounty hunters—it's—it's it's to me—it's a great—it's a—it's a great incorporation in, in Masters. I wish they would uh, do more with that storyline or incorporate more, uh, or do more with them. I think it's pretty cool. But, uh, I, think it def- I think it would definitely work work out well for uh, Masters in the long run. Um. And uh, I, I just thought they, they, they were portrayed so well. The voice acting was done so good, too. I just they, – they really just had a strong presence. And given that they, they will become too bad, I mean, I had, had you know, um, the comic book series with MV Creation continued or MYP continued. Any, anything of that era continued and someone decided, you know what? I mean, and obviously it's, it's a unanimous vote that the characters are, are very popular. The idea of Tuvar and Badra. People seem to like them. People have made customs of them, things like that. And right. I think to have separated them, I think that would be very successful to make them two separate villains again. And obviously, they would have that. You can almost see that maybe like they they have a uh, an understanding between the two since they you know they were they're not so quick maybe to try to kill the other since they were actually attached to each other for a very long time. But then again, too, it could be to the point where I'm so glad I'm not a party anymore. Now I'm going to kill you. So it, it could be portrayed either way, but I, I think they were they they were just so great, and so striking. The Tilio did a a bang up job. The, the best origin story of anything that we saw in the NYP series, hands. I don't care what anyone says. That that that, that was the best origin story. Tyler pictured this because, like I said, I, you heard me earlier talking about how I'd love it if they could separate, even if it would be for special certain. Uh, reasons whatever that they could separate but they always have to still come back together well picture like i said they're always together they hate each other they're start they always argue they're at each other's throats and when they separate they might want to kill each other but they know if they kill if one kills the other when they merge one half's going to be dead and then that's going to in sense kill that character so as much as you want to kill that person when you're separated from them you can't because you need him to exist when you go back to become too bad I think that could be a deep storyline between them both, their anger, their hatred for each other. When they're separate for these very few times, they're, they want to get at each other's throats, but they know they can't. Because, like I said, if one was to kill the other, and then that even causes them to really protect the person they can't stand the most. Like when they're in battles, they got to really make sure one doesn't get hurt over the other because that could cause permanent injury or death when they merge back together being too bad. So I could see that, but not necessarily them marching back. I could see that being like, because they spent so much time together, that them officially being separated, they share and you know like a kind of like you know Frankenstein and Victor Frankenstein, like the monster Frankenstein, kind of share like the the internal uh, injuries and things like like what you're saying there. That if one dies, the other will too. But because they were separated, I like to see this like a side effect. Like if two of our dies, Badger will too. So yeah, I, I, I could, but I see that that's where I would like say let's keep them apart, and even though they hate each other and probably come close to killing each other, they know that they can't because if one survives, if they want to survive, they they got to survive together. There, but like which still it feels too bad. You guys have to work together. 
Right, and you got to right. make them, like I said, merge back. I mean, as much as you'd love them to still say separate, you still want to say too bad. So that's why I think if for special reason they could separate to be cool. But you know what's funny? Are all these references that you and Brian make of freaking, I don't know, South Park and Seinfeld and this and that? Well, I'm going to bring up one that you guys don't like that I love that I'm going to mention. There was this episode of Family Guy. where, oh, where well, oh, listen, I love Family Guy. Okay, you love it. Okay, well then, Tyler, you got to eat this up and listen. There was this episode where <laughs> where Stewie and Brian got their hands glued together, and they were stuck together for the longest time. And I think they had to send away to order for this glue that would separate them. And they're driving each other crazy, nuts. They can't stand each other. Finally, they got this glue, and they're separated. And when they separate, they're like, uh, "I don't know. What what are we supposed to do?" He's like, I don't "Yeah, know. You what do we do hands? now?" He's like, "You want to yeah. hold hands?" And then they held hands. <laughs> you thought they were together for yeah. weeks and weeks and couldn't stand each other. And they ended up yeah, holding hands. Yeah, they didn't Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to see two warm yeah. badger holding hands now. Yes, they are. They're like, I, I mean, hate you. I hate you. Want to hold hands? I mean, I, I, I don't know if they'd want to, if they do, if they ever did separate, like, you know, if they separated after being together so long, I don't think they'd ever try to get back together. I think they'd want to stay separated unless Skeletor puts the spell back on them. Um... I don't. I just don't see that happening. I just think they have so much hatred for each other that they just, you know, don't want no part of each other. But being that they have to coexist while they're together, they have to deal with it. You know, that's that's the way I look at it. But I mean, if they if they had the chance to actually separate from each other, I think they would go their own separate ways or try to kill each other or or whatever. I don't think that they would uh, stick around and 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 uh, play nice together. I think they would, uh, you know, just go on their own. The best couple. They're the best couple on Eternia right there is Tuvar and Badger to make too bad. <laughs> so that's them. That's all that. Well, I'll tell you what, Brian, why don't you hit us up for a break real, ba- uh, real quick. We'll come back and then do a yeah, quick little discussion good. on that episode. All right, so let's take a break. You're listening to a podcast from PopCultureNetwork.com. All right, and we're back from break. Um... So, Joe, take us to our next segment, please. Well, you know what? There's a next segment that I was going to take us to, but I'm going to let Tyler take us to the segment. It's it's one that he – it's an episode of uh, the cartoon that he really enjoyed, and I'll let him start it off. Go ahead, T-Rex. That's great. Me? Uh, yes, you, T-Rex. Go on. You start it off. Hit it up. Boy, it's a lot of pressure here. All right. Spotlight's on me here. All right. Time to deliver. All right, we're talking about the episode Underworld from Season 1 of the MYP series. And, you know, people who've listened to the show have heard our mixed reactions. Brian obviously carries the the biggest flag. Um, I think Joe Joe enjoyed it. I think think he had some some nitpicks with it. Me, I I definitely have had my problems with it, but with all the cons... Huh? I said hater. Who, who, me or you? (laughs) You, you're a hater. You said you hate no, what, MYP. Am I lying when I say that JoJo has no problems with the MYP series? Oh, I, I, I love MYP. I, I love it. I love everything. I said you're oh, the you hater. Hypocr- you hypocrite. <laughs> anyway. He's wearing his leather jacket right now. Watch out. Yeah. yeah, he's greasing his hair up and all that, too. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, but over, I mean, the show has got, has got tons of merits. It's got problems, too, but that, that's not what the focus is. But the episode Underworld was definitely an episode that um, was much enjoyed, especially with the climax probably being one of the, the best of the series. 
introducing us to two factions of characters that um, were original factions, the Caligars and the Spileans. Interesting look. We got alligator people, which uh, this is one of those rare occasions where I'm like, okay, where well, Blast comes from a clan of underground dwelling, you know, alligator people. That's cool. And then you got a, a group of, of bats who right. apparently don't like each other, but we, we used to work together. Good, good backstory. We don't need to see a whole lot of, you know, beat you over the head backstory with these characters there but it um they gave you just enough just to let you know about yeah yeah i mean their their visuals are such striking anyway that you know what they really don't need a whole lot of explanation because right you know it's it's, the names are good the characters look good but uh it has a few you know nitpicks of mine but you know we got some initiative from whiplash at least whiplash finally did something where he didn't seem like he was bumbling like we always talk about all the time he had initiative to try to help skeletor because skeletor remember you know we'll just ramble all together here not that we're cutting each other off we'll just ramble in about the episode you know that um prince adam starts off he's sitting there he's uh doing a little bumbling on top of a table not taking himself seriously just like like a yeah, and which he is. He's just being a carefree prince, being goofy, having a little knife and sword fight or uh, whatever, fork fight with Orko and, and King Man-at-Arms and King Randor. And they had to meet up with, uh, was it the Spileans? Was it the Spileans they were going to meet up with or the Caligars? Which ones were they going to meet up with? Uh, well, they, they, the Caligars, I believe. Oh, Spile- well, Spileans. Yeah, the Spileans. The Spileans, they were... Um... The split, yes, the bat people, Lord Dactus. Yeah, Lord uh, yes, Dactus. yes, Lord Dactus, yes, 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 yes. And then you see Skeletor around like a hologram of Castle Grayskull upset, you know, like, you know, he keeps trying to get in. He's striked from outside and up and around and whatever. And that's when Whiplash brought up the idea about how about from underneath. And he talks about where he grew up. And right. it's cool. So you see him take initiative to try to find a different way. And that's when... Okay, like I said, it had a lot of good moments. You finally got to see King Randor really getting down, fighting. I mean, it was cool to see that he doesn't play. He's not just a king that's just sitting doing nothing. You remember, he was a captain of the uh, one time, Captain Randor. Now he's King Randor. But he still right. fights, and he still takes things seriously, even if it thinks it would cost him his life. But one thing they had that I guess annoyed me, I just had to jump in, Tyler, because I don't know what nitpicks you had, but I had only one nitpick really with this episode but it's kind of something that they've always shown in some of the old books from back then of masters that they kind of touch on is another entrance in the gray skull i've always hated this. oh that's right other, the underground entrance yeah, i hate these other okay because like i think when we were discussing one of the the golden books a little while back and you heard about how prince adam and cringer used to find a different way to get into castle gray skull or whatever and it was underneath okay maybe that was a secret which i really didn't like but i didn't like this one because then, of of course, Skeletor's knowing he's going this one way, and you see that there's a, a, a facade, or basically it looks like the face of Castle Grayskull's entrance. You see yes. the teeth, the bones, same, the door. Same exact thing as like you this. see on the regular version on the yeah. outside. And so Skeletor just right. walks up to him like, I'm just going to walk up to his door, and there's an energy field. And he gets right. you know blasted back. And so, yeah, so, yeah, while He-Man, Man-at-Arms, and... Uh, uh, King Randor are there. They they have a like I think it's Beast Man and Evelyn and Whiplash try to take. Care, I'm sorry, no Beast Man and Whiplash try to take care of uh, them while Evelyn and Skeletor use their magic to easily get out this force field and destroy it. And I'm thinking, 
Well, what makes the force field any weaker there than it would be around entire Castle Grayskull? Why couldn't they just go to the front of Castle Grayskull and then just use their combined powers? Because they easily blasted open that and then just Skeletor blasted open that door. And then I was like, you could just get into Castle Grayskull that easy? So that was my pet peeve. I had to ramble about that. I don't know if that's any of yours is but that drove me crazy yeah i agree i I thought that was kind of odd that that was it was just easily accessible um you know um i mean i I don't know if it had anything to do with being uh, in the underworld act you know uh, or if the powers were enhanced being there or or something like that but for that for them to get in that easily I, I I didn't like that. I thought that was kind of odd because, again, like you said, they could have just easily done that above ground and right. just walked right through the the, the gate. You know, yeah, um, just drove me nuts. That that, that 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 that's why I like to go back to having the two halves, and that's the only way to open the gate. It'd be that's, cool. That's what I like. What do you think, Tyler, of that and Sandy? Did that drive you nuts at all, or did you have other pet peeves about the cartoon too? But that that honestly, I've never even noticed that. No kidding, really? No, no, especially because you know there has to be a couple of occasions where it looks like they're going to be successful with what they're doing. I mean, they did it. I mean, how many times did Skeletor actually break into Castle Grayskull in the filmation cartoon? I mean, on multiple occasions. I mean, just yeah, but yeah, don't you I mean, like, that, he, like he, that easy. That I mean, that could be done. Like, what if you know, hypothetically, King Grandor and He Man weren't there? He would have just got right in. It would have been no problem. And then after it's blown open, it's like, okay, it's open at all times. What's to stop anybody now from just going right into that spot? The magical barrier has been destroyed unless you're going to expect the sorcerers to maybe create another one. It it just drove me bonkers that it was that easily accessible. And you're right. I know that in filmation other times, sure, he's got in there with a big, big fighter, however it may be, but. That just drove me nuts. But, yeah, I want to hear some of your pet peeves. All right, well, I, the, but as, as you were saying this, I came up with, like, okay, logically, I'm thinking along the lines, obviously, this entrance has been completely forgotten by everybody, and probably the sorcerers, too, to which is the, which the force field is covering the entrance. Well, she would have to know about that, though. She, she, I'm she, sure that she, did, she did, but also the entrance to that cave is occupied by two uh, groups of, of, of characters, who are all good? They may not like each other, but they're right. not evildoers. They're all down they're there, essentially. Also protecting it as well. Well, they're not really protecting it, but they are essentially to get to that entrance. If anybody is aware of it, which really in the cartoon, the only person after Grayskull is Skeletor until the Snake Men show up, and eventually the Horde. I'm sure when they arrived. Right. But no, no but everybody's completely forgotten about this, and the only reason I think Whiplash knew about it was obviously it's growing really- up as. Yeah. He grew up around that area. The Caligars like, look, down that way is a forgotten entrance to Castle Grayskull. We don't go down there. That's that's like for, probably forbidden territory. You know, the forbidden zone for Planet of the Eight fanatics there. But there um, yeah, but that's yeah, just that's an right. explanation because honestly, I never even noticed that because they break into Castle Grayskull or come close on several occasions, and I just uh, actually my nitpick is going to be complete. <laughs> it's it's like small potatoes, but it's just oh, one wow. of those things, and it's. It's the the over the top superhero uh, actions of King Randor. Well, they did it there. Yeah. And I just felt like you know, first off, this this cartoon. And this is one of my nitpicks of, it, and I've heard other people say the same thing. Is all the heavy anime inspired stuff in it? Like when yeah. the character jumps to the air, and you see these the, the lines of color yeah. running behind the character as they 
flip into the air in slow motion, but it's going so fast because it's anime style. There's that shot of King Randor saying, wait, stop. And he does like this backflip real slow motion. And I'm like, dear God, it's like, how over the top can you get here? You know, it's like, it's one thing to sit here and say that this king can still hold a sword, hold his own, take off, you know, take out several, you know, opponents all at once. But when he's flipping and flopping all over the place, you know, like, you know, like a, a ring-tailed lemur, you know, it's just like, it seemed, it seemed silly. And I, even my brother, just we looked at each other like, oh, that was a bit too much. Well, you know what? I liked how he would get down and fight, but I agree. It Right when they started that music, like, you know, like we got an old score to sell or whatever, and they started that, that music. I was like, oh, here we go. This is just like the first episode revisited. I hated that music. I hated the overtop fight. And I know what you mean. And that is, I guess. I actually the, enjoyed that, actually. I, I like to see King Rendo fight. I, I thought that I was cool. And spinning stuff. I like the fighting. Uh, but not, well, not not so much all the anime crap that they did. Right, but uh, right. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed Captain Rando or mm-hmm. King Rando, whatever you want to call him. I, I enjoyed that to see him still be able to fight. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I like that a lot. I thought that was cool that they, they reintroduced that again. You know, they revisited that aspect of him that he didn't lose a step, that he was still able to, you know, fight with the sword and shield. Uh, I thought that was cool. Um, but again, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the, uh, the flipping and the, and the, and the, 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 the twirling and all that stuff either. But I mean, it's, 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 as, it's as bad as seeing all the weapon spending that people hated in the first first three oh. episodes that came out. You know, Everybody. too much, and that was too much too. And my only other nitpick about this episode, I mean, that that, that is that one shot of Randor flipping just drives me nuts. I just think it's so stupid and over the top. Yeah, it is definitely silly. That and to hear Adam go, go, Dad. I'm like. Why are you talking like a modern-day teenager? You go, man. It's like, you don't talk like that. You're from another planet. You don't talk like humans. And I can't stand it when teenagers talk like that anyway. And to see Prince Adam go, go dead. And then I'm just waiting for him to fist bump him, too, while he's at it. I love it. Tyler, man, you're awesome. Because like I said, my nitpick, I'm sitting there talking about the entrance. I'm talking about this. And I was waiting for something insane. And don't get me wrong. Those nitpicks are annoying. But... Yeah, those were the nit 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 picks. I mean, you you sat there, you talked about a flip, and you talked about go, Dad. But you know what? It is out of place. I mean, especially <laughs> with the it is. I mean, really, the go, Dad comments like, okay, yeah, we're not on Earth. It's that's a little too modern. It doesn't belong. And yeah, I didn't get a kick out of all the flipping. The one thing I liked, there was a for me. Like I said, if you want to talk about a nerd alert or something again, um, there was kind of a Street Fighter reference. In one in one part of the episode, and that's when Man at Arms, I think it was Ceratus. I think he was coming at him, running at him, and he did Guile's flash kick from Street Fighter Two. We whoosh, and hit him. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh so, yeah. yeah. So and I know we don't like all the flipping and flapping and all that, but I did like that flash kick, and I also like that Beast Man got to show his little cunningness because. As He-Man was going to go help, you know, his father with Skeletor, Beastman's up on the rock and when they're underground and you see him looking like, well, okay, what's he doing? And suddenly this kind of big snake creature comes out of the ground that Beastman's controlling. It's like, wow, you got that kind of mind power and mind control that you were able to summon this crazy creature from underneath? That was kind of, yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah, well, that's that's you know, it's his power. He can control uh, creatures. So it I thought that was cool. That he Which was makes able me think, to do why that. did they just ride that right through that hole and go past everything, going to Castle Grayskull, but they went the other way. But, you know, hey, whatever. You yeah. Know, 
What yeah, am I? Doing? Yeah, we're dealing with, with Jojo Amato here, Mr. Logic here. Yeah, I mean, why am I using logic? I mean, that logic doesn't make any sense. I mean, to go the other way on a big <laughs> unstoppable creature, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, so, yeah. If, in fact, anything, everyone, Skeletor said, wait, 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 stop everything. Stop, 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 stop the cameras. Beast Man, why didn't you summon the Serpentoid from the beginning? Why are we walking through this cave on our hands and feet with no food, no water? It's hot. We're, you know, we got the risk of bats and, and alligator people. And you could have summoned this thing at any time and gotten us there in lightning time. You know, just like, okay, camera's rolling. Like a real space balls moment here, you know? Right. <laughs> Looking at the camera back and forth. But, but cool, that's was, there was cool moments into it. But yeah, well, so- I mean, the, the coolest moment of all, though, and I was going to save this for like the last thing to say about is the final battle. The, the three-way sword fight from Randor and Skeletor, and then He-Man joins in. Yeah, just, that was just, definitely that, cool. That, that, the that, whole that, setup that was that. cool. I, I, uh, I, I like the father and son and the uncle scene. That was that, that definitely was over the top. That really did it for me. I enjoyed a, that a lot. I thought that was pretty cool. It was well worth uh, you know, waiting finally to see that actually happen. I mean, it's a shining moment for the entire series to start it with Skeletor. Like, you don't see his face in the hood, like the dark. The darkness has covered up his face in the hood, and Randor standing behind him, and you have this kind of panning shot. Yes, I guess they pulled that from anime, but at least that look worked effectively with this. And of course, what was great because Randor got his butt handed to him again by Skeletor. And what's awesome is they're fighting, and Skeletor like does a sweeping kick and knocks Randor right on his back. I mean, it's so smooth. I mean, it's, it's like a street ninja fighter kick. stuff. See, street fighter stuff. He's doing the sweeps, and then he's you're not sweeping. doing street fighter stuff here. I'm pumping the music. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Throwing in the music. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> just desperately trying to get us to go back to his video game stories here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, you know, I entered a Street Fighter Two Turbo tournament, you know, at my local mall here, and I put everyone in shame. I beat that game on one quarter. <laughs> I know, yeah, something like that. But, yeah. uh... And to see, you know, I mean, Skeletor gets ready to, you know, take him out, and then He-Man joins the fight, and then Skeletor attacks him head-on. Like, and this was great, is that Skeletor, there's not one moment of hesitation with Skeletor. Like, he's not doing the cowardly thing, like, I've got, I'm out of, I'm out of my league here. He attacks Randor. Then he attacks He-Man. And then when Randor gets up, you know, he takes a step back, and then he runs right at both of them and attacks them both at the same time. I mean, he even does, though he, he does get disarmed, but it's just such a, like, this guy, this is the this is the kind of persona that you want to see out of the Lord yes. of Destruction. And what you just yeah. said there. You just yeah. said about him getting disarmed, but what's cool is when, you know, he didn't have his Havoc staff, you know, when, whatever, for whatever reason he didn't have it on him, and then he uses the swords, he uses that split sword that was, you know, originally, like you said, maybe the concept of thinking about the two swords to make the power sword, but either way, he uses right. the split sword, and when he's fighting... He-Man and King Randor. At one point, he's holding them both at bay with their blades, and I'm thinking, you know, this is one part where they're not showing He-Man be super strong, where He-Man could just, boom, you know, easily defeat Skeletor. Skeletor's like holding kind of like his own. He's just struggling with both of them and their swords, and then, yes, they both disarm both of the swords like that, but it was cool seeing Skeletor, you know, hanging in there with them at that moment. That was pretty cool. Yeah, actually on both of them. And it, it, it's it's cool to see because you know we didn't get to see that hardly at all, but to see you know the sword fighting done in a He-Man cartoon, and and it really built up what kind of a, a skilled fighter that Skeletor is. Even though he relies on his henchmen and the Havoc staff and sorcery and black magic or what have you, but when it comes to sword fighting, 
he's pretty damn good. Yeah. You know, and you don't yeah. get to see it a whole lot throughout the series, but that's why that's why I like that episode so much. That was an episode me and my brother like like to go back and rewatch because of that sword fight. With, yeah. It was it was just so cool to see Skeletor just, I mean, just be so cunning and deadly with his two bladed sword. Sure, and like we said, with all episodes and anything, you can always find a nitpick here and there, just like we did. But still, it was a good episode. It was a very good episode for yeah. moments like that and other things. So. I'd put it in the top five if I was to do a top five. NYP Underworld would be in the top five. Well, it's not that many. Would they make ten episodes? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, I wah, people wah, wah, wah. I got a million of them. Cha cha cha. That was me just saying. Hey, we didn't get enough NYP. That was yeah. my yeah, joke. Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely one of the top thirty nine, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's the they didn't even do 39 episodes, I don't think. 33, 30, whatever. How many of these things they make? 32, 33, a written episode? Yeah, I, think, I think maybe they did good close to 33, because the first season was like 24 episodes, and the second season was only 13, I think. And then we got I that. They did 39 episodes. I thought no. that's how many they did. No? Yeah. Uh, it was under 40. It, it, it definitely went yeah, right I, thought th- I thought it was 39, and 40 was the uh, comic we got. The uh, Yeah, it may have been that god-awful yeah. you know, Snake Man-in-Arms story. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was 39 plus the one that they didn't make, but they made the comic for it. Yeah, because we did. That com- yeah, because that comic made another one. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're right, man. There was 39, and 40 was... Yeah. Uh, was yeah. the comic book. So see that Brian knows his NYP. Don't be playing with NYP and Brian yeah, there, Tyler. I, that's, he knows the stuff. Uh, I love uh, my I'll, I'll throw down the gloves. I, I take on any challenge, man. Take on any challenge. <laughs> right. We'll have a good chance. For I, I was like, if, if yeah. Brian fails to need to challenge me to NYP, man, it's like, you just tell I'm me not, where to I, sign the contract, I'm not buddy. You, bro. You'll, you, you could definitely take me on. I'm, uh, I'm definitely <laughs> not going to fight you. I'm like yeah, Gene so Hackman right. and Quick in the Dead. How about that left hand ace? Bladder full yeah. of hot air. But it was. It was one of the top 39 episodes. There you go. So you're right, Brian. One of yep. the top 39 episodes. Well, I'm saying it's top five for anybody who's listening to this here. No, it definitely, was, it definitely was a well-written episode. And, uh, it, again, that, 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 that fighting scene was great. It was definitely a good fighting scene. So definitely it, go back and watch. If you guys have never seen it and you don't have the DVDs, get the DVDs. It's on it. YouTube. It's on YouTube if you ever want to oh, watch yeah. it. Yeah, you, you oh, it is on YouTube? YouTube. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. All, all the NYP series is loaded yeah. up. There's a, a guy named Thought Pran. I, I don't I think that's how you pronounce his, his his YouTube username is Thought Pran. And he's loaded up all the NYP episodes to watch. Well go see the underworld. Not the movie The Underworld, but just God no. Yeah, see see the NYP episode The Underworld. It was a good one, so well, that was a good run for this week, guys. What do you think, Brian? Yep. You ready to wrap us up? Yep, yep, yep. This was a good uh, good episode. And Tyler, give us your recommendations of the week, please. Well, well, since we're talking NYP here, I'll kind of keep an NYP related with my He-Man recommendation this week. And uh, I'm going to go with um, the episode um, uh, Orko's Garden. Good, and, good episode. Uh, Joe, Joe, Joe has, you know, natural-born animosity towards this. And I understand why, but I absolutely love the episode for the upgrade of Evil Seed, even though I yes. love Filmation Evil Seed mm-hmm. just as much. I see Coffee yeah. uh, disagrees. Dude, she just 
hates, she, that's right. She hates it. She hates that evil scene. No, I thought it was. I right. thought it was a great upgrade. I think they did him very well. I, Talk I about anime really influence than nothing original. I felt like I've seen that character a million times in a ton of different cartoons. Now, Artichoke Evil Seed. While some people might think he ain't imposing, at least he was original, and that's a filmation one right there. I'm going with filmation Evil Seed. There, that's my little rant. But go ahead, go back to your garden. I'm sorry, Tyler. <laughs> you see the hypocrisy here, people. That Joe is supposed to be the 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 the, the optimistic the, one. Yes, the the, the most yeah. polypractical, the the guy who supports yeah. anything and everything, and yeah. yet you know he just he just loves to trump uh, all over. You know, you know. If it was King Grayskull, I could say Joe, you could pull your pants down and have a nice big splatter diarrhea like Cartman did on South Park all over the character. <laughs> but we're not talking about King Grayskull and that abomination that he, that he created. Yeah, yeah, we're getting a new episode of South Park in two days. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Should have been Hero. Should have been Hero. But go ahead. Go back to yeah, Should on. have been Hero. But Orko's Garden, Mothman, Graydon, Evil Seed, Granite. And my Thundercat episode recommendation is Puma Ra from Season 1. This, uh, aside from the fact that it's a very good episode, it's one of the earlier episodes, uh, this is uh, due to our one of our fans, Larry Hubbard, who unfortunately has not watched any more episodes of Thundercats past the first volume of season one. What a punk! And the, the guy is uh, telling me he's, watch he's, Larry. he's, he's on, too man. destitute to have him. any of the other episodes, so I have to help him out by recommending an episode that he has the capacity to watch. But I'm assuming that anybody who's taken any of the Thundercat recommendations has got the entire series. They bought it the day it came out, each volume, and they watched them all. They know them all, or they're getting around to it or something like that. So, hi, Larry. I'm just breaking your balls, man. So, anyway, Pumarov, season one, excellent episode. Good uh, uh, Mumra and the Mutants episode. It's a simple story, but you know what? I'll let you discover it for yourselves if you have not watched it at all. There you go. Sounds good. All right, Joe, your turn. Well, see that, Larry? He was calling you out, Larry Hubbard, because you're a punk. You're hiding behind your muscles there, bench pressing 450 pounds, but he's not oh, tough enough to say anything on the show. Well, we're calling you out, Larry Hubbard. Let's see what you've got to say. Why don't you call him on the show? There, I called him out, too. Yeah, okay. leave a voicemail, Larry. Come on. That's right. I called you out. You got so two we can, So we can put you on the show. That's right. Let's you've been go. called out twice. Twice! Yeah, I want to, I want to, I want more people sending us voicemails. I, I want people to be as, as, uh, as, as tough as Dalton when it comes to their, their voicemails. You know, like, like, uh, 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 Terry Funk says, "I heard you had balls big enough to come in a dump truck." That's that's the kind of mindset I want people to have when they leave a voicemail. That we need to have being voicemails every single week. You know, it, yeah. we have so many voicemails that we have to have an episode dedicated to voicemails. That yep. would be a lot. We'll see if it happens. So that's Larry. Just called him out. But also want to just give a couple shout-outs to other uh, people. Uh, Aaron Johnson, he's a dedicated listener. Really cool. Always appreciating feedback. Those are waffles. That's right. He, he's the master of waffles there. That guy's got some good stuff going on right there. Uh, Lucky Legends. Check it out on Facebook. So that's Aaron Johnson. Um, Willis Wheeler, he's always really a uh, great uh, listener, and he's listener, always had good great. feedback. He's always yeah. got good, good feedback. And you check him out on YouTube. He has his... Yeah, he has his Wild Man Willis uh, reviews that he does of some like vintage He-Man figures and stuff. So you can catch him on YouTube. And Dan Rice, he's another really cool guy, great listener and good friend. And he's hooked me up with a couple things. And I just want to thank him for some stuff he's done recently for. Yeah, it was just cool. So I want to thank you, Dan, on that. And those are my shout outs to some people. I just want to do some people shout outs this week. 
Uh, that, that reminds me real quick before Brian gets his. I want to thank Lawrence Fallon for reaching out and showing his appreciation for the show. Yeah, cool uh, guy. He, he's followed us for a while. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, he, le- he likes to leave feedback. He seems to really enjoy it. And um, you know, he's reached out recently and, and shown his gratitude for the show and how much he he enjoyed last week's episode in particular, he said. So just want to let him know, uh, you know, the, the, all of us, we appreciate what he says and that he enjoys the show. And anybody else that listens yeah. to it, we appreciate yeah, just everybody downloading and listening. Yeah, thank great. you. Thank you. So it's uh, it's my turn. I'd like to uh, say uh, go to uh, Masters of the Galaxy Facebook page. Go to the All Encompassing Facebook page. Go to HeManWorld.com. Go to PopCultureNetwork.com. And until next time, rock on, guys. And I'll see you then. Have a powerful day. Who would you rather bone? Meg Ryan or Jack Nicholson? I'm no idea. I'm clueless. Billy Madison, man. Oh, yeah, when they're all sitting around. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Right. One of those random conversations in that movie. Like, yeah. What does that even mean? <laughs>